is Monday. November the 9th, this is the Connections Podcast, and you're here with the Sleepy MP Comedy B, obviously, and the best South African for in America, John Emilio. Now, <laughs> it's all important for this one, because we're speaking about the invention of humanity since March the 26th of 2010. Because for those not listening in South Africa, that's the date when the government went, fuck you, stay inside. <laughs> that is true. This podcast later. So, Joe, what do you think? Do you have any thoughts of the evolution of humanity where we've gotten from March 26th? All right, so you want you want specifically from March twenty six, and not from the dawn of mankind. <laughs> yeah, specifically because okay. mankind is going to be a long podcast. Yeah, that, <laughs> I'm not getting that Joe Rogan money yet, so I'm not. <laughs> um, all right, so my opinion on the evolution of uh, mankind during the lockdown specifically South African lockdown. Um, it's gone to shit, if I'm completely honest. Um, I think there's been even more of a greater divide amongst us than anything else. Um, at a time when we're supposed to unite together under one uh, common uh, enemy, we all seem confused and misled by misleading. And even that, one can debate what is misleading and what isn't misleading. Um, what is truth, what isn't truth. Uh, some people are hell-bent to believe the mainstream media. Um, some people don't want to believe the mainstream media. Some people are not in- intellectual enough to do their own research and find out for themselves. And at the end of the day, I think what's important to remember here is I don't think there ever be a nation where it's populists and uh, or its uh, population rather will uh, agree on everything. I highly doubt, especially a nation that is as diverse as, as South Africa, where we have so many different cultures and backgrounds and nationalities and all that. I think um, what is important for us to remember is what was promised to us, which we have definitely not achieved, which is a rainbow nation. Um, it's almost similar to the United States where we were promised a United States, one nation under God for everyone. And uh, we seem as South Africans to have forgotten that promise and we get too wrapped up in racial politics, identity politics um, and other uh, aspects of mainstream media that the mainstream media is pushing, uh, which is evident in uh, the information they're giving out. And um, yeah, I think, unfortunately, we have become more divided uh, than ever before. Um, As far as I can tell, I wasn't alive or, well, I was alive when apartheid was happening, but I wasn't living here. Um, And I think we are seeing a lot of images, and this is what scares me, is we're seeing a lot of images, even today, it just happened in Brackenfeld, where we were seeing images of what can remind some people of apartheid era. And 
the media obviously runs with it and racism uh, rhetoric is, is spewed out but no one asks the proper questions you know um no one seems to hold the right people accountable it's all about black and white you know it's not about uh, well why is this happening does this need to happen who are the real people accountable for this um everybody's concerned about racism and all that stuff which is something i've experienced uh, over the lockdown as well uh, xenophobia racism um and yeah it's it's heartbreaking because i love this country uh, i don't want anyone of your listeners to misunderstand that i love this country i don't know if people will be able to see my background but um you know i have an american flag and a south african flag now in in my background because i'm both nationalities i'm dual citizen and i love them both and i'm very proud of both of them despite their immense flaws um i love the countries nonetheless i'm very proud to be american and i'm very proud to be south african even though it's very difficult to claim so um i think from an american standpoint we do have a history to be proud of even though the media on that side is trying to perpetuate a narrative where we shouldn't be proud of the history that we come from uh but the thing is and this is what's happening in south africa as well uh we shouldn't be proud of the history that you that we come from uh you know i think the problem that a lot of people are falling into uh, is that we are using history as a weapon and not learning from it and there's a big difference um and the moment you start using history as a weapon that's when you start creating uh, a big divide and as someone who observes people and observes uh situation around me being a comedian i can see this happening i can see where people are getting very angry and rightfully so people should be angry but i feel that their anger is misled or misguided or uh, not aimed in the right direction i feel that a lot of people get carried away with uh racist adverts um and get carried away with uh, who's being uh, voted into power now rather than looking at the people that are in power already and uh, should be angry with them rather than the ones who could possibly become in power um they haven't done anything yet they haven't uh, changed anything yet give them a chance whereas um and i'm talking specifically here about the da and i'm not saying that DA is becoming into power but I'm talking about John Steenays and where he got a lot of flack and a lot of uh, negative uh, rhetoric was being spewed around his uh, his uh, you know being a leader of the DA um he hasn't done anything yet he was interim leader for a little bit he showed what he's a little bit made up but now he can now he can really show if he has the talent and the experience to become a leader and through real democracy he'll be voted out easily um well one would hope easily we'll see about that um but again everyone's focused on the da oh my word there's a white leader and he's white and this just apartheid blah 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 uh okay they're not in power though they're an opposition party you should be focused on the anc who's corrupt uh spewing this racism uh, rhetoric that they love to do and creating a people's war um right under your noses and nobody sees that so this lockdown was a way in which they could uh, basically fast forward that uh desire to communism and i know a lot of people are going to be very upset that i say this um but i mean again 
All you need to do is research for yourself. Google some of the things, there's keywords that you can find. There's, there's information out there. This isn't secret. That's the crazy thing about it. Now it's hidden under the name of socialism or, or uh, socialist this, social economy, social this, social that. And those words should worry you. You know, you look at the EWC, and there is no situation where property rights uh, should be owned by the government um, or should be taken away by the government, rather. Um, property in the Constitution, the word property has a very vast uh, meaning than how we understand it in the public sphere. Um, and again, do your research. It is not secretive. That's the most amazing part, is that if you actually take the time to research this, you would find the truth. And the other thing is, like, I, but I don't blame people. I don't blame people for uh, wanting to, for being, because a lot of people say, yeah, but I don't have time for, for BS uh, politics. Our country's a, a disgrace. It's humiliating. It's embarrassing, which is stuff I've heard a lot from people. And I say, yes, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't give it uh, attention. Uh, not giving it attention is letting them win. Um, if you think for one second that this ANC really cares about its people, let me ask you something, or let me tell you something. Screw the, the evolution of seven months. Let's talk about the evolution of seven years, all right? Since I've been in South Africa for 13 years, but out of seven years, all right, the ESCOM has, uh, is unable to give electricity. Uh, we're very lucky to have it at the moment. Uh, it seems like the Western Cape, I think, is taking a bit of control when it comes to that aspect of it. But ESCOM is definitely on its way out. SAA on its way out. The land bank bankrupt. Um, every um, SEO or SOE, I can't remember, um, has, has, is bankrupt. Um, you know, we had state capture. There is no way that you can convince me that the ANC rule of over 26 years has Africa. If anything, it's definitely made it worse. And they love to use the excuse of apartheid. I'm going to be very controversial here. Um, but <laughs> but uh, they love to use the excuse of, of apartheid. No, I'm not saying that apartheid was great. Absolutely not. I'm not apologizing or I'm not um, saying that apartheid was the best time in South Africa. I'm absolutely not saying that I condemn apartheid and all its... Uh, policies and absolutely what happened during apartheid was not right, a crime against humanity, as they say. However, many people will dispute and say that there was, even though it was as horrible as it was, things were working. They had electricity, they had proper schooling, they had all that stuff. So that, that should worry you, all right? Again, not saying apartheid was better. Absolutely not. That is a time that we should move on from. But again, we're not learning from history. We're not learning that back in those days, you know, okay, cool. Terrible things happen to black people and we need to rectify that. Absolutely, 100% behind you with that. Okay, how do we do that? Well, we do it fair and by the law. Okay, cool. Are we doing that? I don't think so. Because I don't think that the current ANC has actually lifted its uh, people, the South African people, into a better tomorrow. I really don't think that they often speak that they will, they often say what we're going to do, but they never actually implement it. Instead, they rob people. And that is robbing the poor people of this country. Um, and that's the problem. That's what I have against the ANC. I, I, they use the excuse of, yeah, but it's apartheid legacy. Don't give me that BS. Because here's the thing. You look at, uh, what's his name? Uh, Table. Table? his name now, um, Tabumbeki, all right, when he was in president, all right, yes, 
he's also there are people that weren't happy with him i know that but there is yes um if you look at his uh, at his reign or or not his reign but the time that he was the president that he was president the economy was on the up and up the economy the economy was doing better than it had done in years there was less unemployment which is exactly what you want but yet they they kicked him out and they replaced him with zuma um that's why i say this apartheid legacy thing is is i'm sorry it's bs the moment you do that the moment you're able to do that it's actually not the fault of apartheid um the fact that you were able to prove that oh i can give my people work but then you took it away from them. yeah that 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 for me was a point where when i realized that when i saw that i'm like okay you can't use that excuse i'm sorry it's 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 mute and there's other things people will say like yeah but this happened that happened no it is a fact the economy was on the up and up it took a man who paid back i don't know how much of south africa debt debt as well um and you threw him out you robbed the people of jobs you robbed the people of that promise that was given to them it's exactly what you did when you put that man in power yes he wasn't all perfect yes not everybody agreed with him but tell me one politician that everybody agrees with nobody can find a politician Get that the they the <laughs> exactly um and you want to tell me that zuma was better i highly doubt that um you want to tell me that cyril was better mm, i don't think so um if anything i think that the damage that zuma caused is what we'll be suffering from for a very long time um so it should be called the zuma legacy um but who knows Um and yes I know I'm going to get a lot of flack and I might put you in a bit of trouble and this channel might be canceled before it even starts but I'm sorry that if I speak a bit of you asked a very interesting question you know the evolution of uh, humanity in the past 7 months with the South African lockdown I think um what has happened in the 7 months is proof that this is actually what's been happening in the 7 years that I've been here I can speak up. You know, as a as a citizen of this country, I want to be able to provide for my family. I want to be able to find a job and I want my kids to be able to find a job. I want my wife to be able to find a job regardless of the color of her skin, where she comes from, who she, what she believes in, her religion, her, polit- her political views. None of that crap actually matters. What matters is the ability for people to better themselves. And you give them that power and that right. by allowing them to be able to afford schooling by allowing them to be able to get educated by allowing them to be able to grow and become independent so they can start their own businesses and be part of a market that is not um that does not have laws that prohibit everyone from taking part regardless of the color of their skin everyone needs to be able to take part regardless of the color of their skin it is not a racial thing the economy is not racist it is only the policies that will make it that way if there are policies now if you do your own research how the your viewers be the the ones who decide that i'm not going to say here or there whether it is but what i do know is that that is the only way you can uplift a nation and south africa has never ever practiced a free market in its history uh, apartheid had a very one-sided market and now we're in a very one-sided market as well um i think that in the past 7 months we have seen how the ANC is power hungry 
We have seen how they do not want to let go of their power. That's why the extension keeps on happening. And we have seen how they lie to us. How they are prejudiced when it comes to some uh, ideologies and some views. How they care more about certain aspects of the country than others. How they care about certain people more than others. Um, you know, farm murders and farm attacks are something very close to me because I'm married to an Afrikaans uh, woman. And I've met farmers over the lockdown through uh, my channel. And it is a very dangerous profession. But now notice how I didn't say what race they are because it doesn't actually matter. And Afrikaners, just because you're Afrikaans does not mean you're white. That is a, a narrative speed by the mainstream media. Afrikaners can be colored black Indian. Um, it's, it's a culture that uh, anyone can be a part of. It doesn't mean that you're all white. And when it comes to farm murders and farm attacks, um, it is not a racial thing either. It is, everyone is affected by it. And let me tell you something. <clears throat> it is uh, definitely uh, farm workers and farmers that are affected the heaviest when it, goes, when it comes to farm attacks and farm, and farm murders. But in time, if this is something that is not stopped and dealt with, Every single South African, regardless of what you believe in, regardless of who you are, regardless of the color of your skin, and regardless of your political views, whether you have them or not, will be affected by this. It is a fact. And that's why farmers should be taken seriously. Everything in this country should be taken seriously. From when Julius steps on a stage and says white people brought uh, racism and violence, and that is an exact quote, you can go and find that, um, to when you hear about a government uh, that is in power at the moment that is dealing with corruption, scrutinized every point of the way when they are allegedly um, finding out or discovering this corruption, they should be held accountable and it should be the entire party and individuals that should be held accountable. Um, when people are, uh, when the crime is running rampant, and you see videos of people sitting in a spa or a cafe and then a man jumps over the fence and points a gun and accidentally shoots when he reaches for a cell phone to steal. That should worry you. And if it doesn't, then you're either wearing blinkers, which I also understand because a lot of people just want to live their day. They just want to, you know, they're, they're very focused now on this lockdown has cost them a lot of money. They want to make money. My, my kids need to go to school. There needs to be food on the table. So I get it. You just go in, you go to work, you come back, you make your money. I get it. I absolutely get it. If anything, this over the past seven months has shown how we are far from a united nation. And that is something that should worry us all. We have, in the past seven months, shown more of our flaws as a species than anything else. We have shown that maybe, maybe it's true that we haven't looked past color. Maybe racism still is alive. But it's not the everyday South African that's doing it. It's the people in power that are doing it. It's the people in power that keep on spewing this and confusing the everyday man and woman or whatever gender you identify as or you are. Um, I'm talking about everyone, whatever race you are. That, and I have to see, that's the thing, I have to say these things. I have to say these things on a podcast because the moment I don't, people start 
people start saying, yeah, but what about what about me? You know, what about yeah, what about yeah, me? Yeah. You didn't mention yeah. me. You know, um, I didn't mention the Zimbabwean. I didn't mention the uh, the Nigerian. I didn't mention the you know the the the, the white Anglo-Saxon. I didn't you know South Africans. South Africans is whoever is living in South Africa. Period. <laughs> Being uh, and then in the same breath, the people that are obsessed with being categorized don't want to be categorized. Exactly. So it's it's a weird one, that one. Um, but my point, and I say all these things, and people might think I'm crazy. I know that people that are think I'm crazy, and that's fine. I'm actually very done. You're crazy. <laughs> I, there's people out there that I know think the same way I do and are fearful of saying the things I say. Uh, there are people out there that will disagree with me heavily and be loyal to the ANC, human to the EFF, or to the DA, or whatever. Sorry. There are a lot of people out there that will have different views, but there's one thing I feel that everybody shares, and they want to live a good life. Whether you speak to the man that is in a shack, we speak to a man that's in uh, Bishop's Court. Everyone just wants to be able to provide for their family. Now, I know that is a very far opposite uh, situation because the guy in Bishop's Court has money, whereas the person that's in the shack is trying to make ends meet every day of his life. But that's my point as well. Shouldn't we live in a society? Yeah, shouldn't we live in a... Gives the guy in, the, in Bishop's Court. Shouldn't we live in a society like that? I, 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 I understand the pain that South Africa has. I understand it. I may not be able to relate to it, but I understand it. I understand that these, the South African people are very, very hurt from their past. You know, there were people that were mistreated immensely. You know, you hear stories of everyone saying like, yeah, but my parents were mistreated like this by the white guy, or my parents were mistreated like this by the black guy, um, or the black police officer, the white police officer, and all this stuff. I get it, there's a lot of pain. You know, I, I, I used to live in Egypt where even I was living during a time where I was hurt. I was bullied and mistreated, beaten a lot of the times. Uh, for being American. It isn't really the color of my skin, but more my nationality. Um, so I know what it feels like to be discriminated against to a certain degree. And it's not nice. It is a very painful thing. And I'm not going to lie, for a while I did hate Egypt. I'm not going to lie. That kind of stuff will create a hatred in your heart that is very difficult. But we have to fight that hatred. There needs to be people that are willing to stand above it and say enough is enough. No more of this racism rhetoric that's being spewed out. We do not care about the color of your skin. We are South Africans and we want a better South Africa. Not just for me, not just for you, for every single individual that is on this soil because some people in the past have died for exactly that and at the moment it is not happening and there is no one 
on the South African soil that can possibly, I mean, there might be some that will challenge me, absolutely. But you can't say that you don't want that. On either side, no matter which side you are of the spectrum, whether you're left or right, whether you're centrist, you want a better South Africa that everyone can live in, that everyone can uh, can can be a part of the economy, can work, can provide for their family, and just have a jolly good time. We all want that. The question is, how do we get there? That's unfortunately the question I can't answer at this point in time. But what I can say, and again, going back to the question that you asked, is all the lockdown has done in the past seven months has shown the wounds that South Africa bears, has shown the problems that South Africa has when it comes to crime, when it comes to economical difficulties, when it comes to the uh, gap in, in, in classes, the haves and the have-nots, to shown South Africa's ugly side. And some people choose to look at the truth and will see it and others won't. Just keep on going by because they need to make that money. I understand that. But that's what this that's what the lockdown has done. It just divided us, I think, more than ever before. And it's evident. It's evident in what happened today in Brackville, as I mentioned before. You know? What happens? A, a radical leftist party who is borderline, if not is uh, a terrorist organization to some people went to a school to protest because of a party, a private party that was held and allegedly no people of color were at that party, allegedly. And they're calling for the principal to be fired. So parents come and they protect their kids because the kids are doing the trick. And now these are kids of every color now. These are not, this is not, not the organizers of the party. No, they're looking at the entire school. So there's color, there's black, there is Indian and white at this school. They are there and they're taking their exams. And they're causing a ruckus outside and the parents come and they try and protect the kids. Yes, there were moments where I didn't agree with because some people didn't, uh, in my opinion, uh, didn't handle the situation well. I will concede with that. But the problem is the moment you do that, the moment you fall into the EFF's hands, you've lost the fight. And that's basically what happened today. I'm sad to say you will see headlines of angry parents get into a fight with EFF. Uh, you'll see many different variations of that. And you'll see videos of horrific scenes of how a white man is beating a black man. They won't show you what happened before that. They won't show you what happened after that. They'll just show you that. They'll say, parents, angry black and black parents. Thus, creating more of that, and then you'll see Julius come out and use that as well to drive, to drive that. And I'll be honest, like I said, I don't agree with what happened, but what had happened was before this, it's the same video I'm seeing everywhere, so I'm sure people know what I'm talking about. You see a group of white people uh, walking up to an EFF member. And they're telling them, they're telling the EFMF member to leave. Now, what happened before that was there was a bit of a group that were standing there. And if you look, you'll find it. If you look, there are footage. There is footage of this. Uh, people standing. And uh, it's an EFF member talking to a guy. I don't know who he is. He's very well covered. Couldn't tell who he was. And while he's chatting to this EFF member, he takes the EFF member's hat. So my guy takes this EFF member's hat. And that was the moment when I was like, you just fell into 
their hands. You just lost this fight. It wasn't something violent. It's not like the man beat him up. But you gave a reason. For the black man obviously reached to get his hat. And it's at that point you hear a white person, or, or maybe not, say, let me not say white person because it's not evidence in the video, but you hear someone say, Mur, hidden. Because now it looks like the black man is trying to attack the white man. Yeah. I'm calling it how it is, and there's going to be a lot of people that I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, explaining this and going frame by frame and showing this. And uh, there's people commenting saying that I'm defending the EFF. I'm not defending the EFF. I'm calling it how it is. I'm saying what actually happened. That man that did that should be condemned for what he did. He shouldn't have taken that hat. That's what led to even more violence and to the footage that we are seeing, which the media is now writing on and spreading this racist rhetoric. It shouldn't have freaking happened in the beginning. That's what I'm saying. We need to be better than the EFF. We need to be better than them. Stooping to their childish behavior is not going to progress us. It's not going to make us better as a nation. That is what I am trying to say. I'm not defending them. The EFF should have never been there in the first place. I agree with that. The parents had every right to be there as well and protect the kids. I agree with that. But we, the parents, the people that are against the EFF should have been better. And there's a lot of people that are saying, yeah, but you know, there are terrorist organizations that need to be stopped and we need to fight and blah, blah, blah. There is a time for that. And that was not it. That was definitely not it. There were other options. There were other things that could have been done. Not every uh, path to a somewhat uh, peaceful protest was taken. Again, what that man did was childish. If it was any other thing, if, 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 if the black man on his own accord punched or tried to punch the white man without the white man doing or saying anything, then yes. Again, I would have blamed the black guy. Been like, see, radical EFF, they just wanted to fight. They wanted to spew this whole thing and blah, blah, blah. I would have called it as it is. But unfortunately, that is not what took place today. And it pains me to say this. But I'm not going to fall into the trap of the mainstream media trying to ride on uh, on the you know black and white story. As sad as it is, the events of Senegal, that's one thing that the farmers managed to do right. Yes, there was radical right there, absolutely. And they were condemned and people spoke out against them. It was in a way a good thing because finally people started to realize that Afriform is not the radical right that they thought they were and that the Boer uh, Lechien are actually a completely different organization that are not part of Afriform, which is great. I actually saw something uh, one of the people that you know, I think, did an article on Sinico and he found that the media misquoted him or at the very least, uh, use the perspective of the writer to entitle an article on his article portray that uh, every forum is radical. Yeah, that happens a lot. They do that. Um, it's not the first time uh, media would have tried to do that. Um, and it's unfortunate. Again, uh, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions that the media has been very successful spewing out there. Um, 
but again, cynical was was um, if you again if you watch the media, look, there are sometimes the media gets it right. You know, they will like they had an interview with Ernest Ritz, um, and uh, they did try and sway it to a whole racial racial thing. But um, Ernest was able to control it and say, like, look, we are aware that there were some radical people there, which we did not associate with. We had our own area where we did our speeches, we did our prayer, and then we, we, we left. You know, it was the other guys that stayed and, and caused uh, this whole havoc. The scene where you see the EFF saying, uh, uh, kill the bull or kill the farmer, and you have these guys in green suits or, or uniforms. Those weren't, those weren't Afriform. Nothing to do with Afriform. Um, and in a way, that was important. But again, even at Cynical, rocks were thrown. But that was it. Same thing happened today in Brackenfell. Rocks were thrown. Unfortunately, a fight was had. Not one, but two. It's unclear to see who started the second fight. But it is clear when you look at different uh, angles of the videos of the first fight, who started that. And unfortunately, wasn't a very proud day for Brackenfell communities. A lot of people are going to be hating on me for that, but again, I'm going to call it as I see it. Guys, we have to be better than the EFF. There were only freaking 50 of them, maybe even less at Brackenfell. They didn't come in thousands, you know, they didn't come with their petrol bombs. They didn't come, they, 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 you know, they, 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 there was way more Brackenfell community um, there today. There's, you cannot tell me that the EFF was that much of a threat um, to warrant uh, a And again, I'm not defending the EFF. I'm not. I am calling it as it is. We have to be rational. We have to think with rational minds. Again, yes, we do need to defend our children. Absolutely. And the EFF had no, no, no good intention by being there. They did go there with ill intentions to disrupt. I will say that. And every parent has a right to um, protect the child. Absolutely. I will never argue that. But again, we must be careful with how we react to the EFF. The moment you react in the wrong way, the media will run with it, and it's evident it's happening as we speak, you and I. So yeah, uh, I unfortunately think that the lockdown, all it's done is uh, divide us more as a, as a nation and as a species. I think this is something that is uh, we can see around the world as well. Um, yeah, and again, some people will call me crazy, that's fine. But if you are interested to know who I am and what I do and all that stuff, don't forget to subscribe to The Joe Show. <laughs> Probably in the link description oh, below. Yeah, yeah, the link will be in the description below. Like, share, subscribe. Also, join as a member. Yeah. Super chat, I mean, welcome. If not, uh, encourage. I know that, Storm, maybe you don't agree with everything I say. But this is the it's beauty no, of... I was I was I was waiting for you to I was waiting for a moment. Sorry, sorry. When it comes to this kind of topic, I can go on a bit of a tangent. No, no, that's exactly what I wanted. Um, 
over the last 50 minutes I have to change my summary of things so much because there were so many points that Joey that I have an opinion on but I want to create a focus on Joe on Joe's perspective Joe's personal experience on the So I'll just summarize um, my thoughts. Um, ANC. ANC have a superpower. Uh, it's called the Partex. And I know there are people that listen to this podcast in USA. Thank you. Uh, Russia Island. So why has EFF gotten a bad rap? Well, EFF is the problem child of politics in South Africa. Think of it this way. Every state of the nation address or if we put it in a more relevant term and we won't spend long on this, every presidential inauguration. Think of a party that will disrupt that for about an hour or two hours before it can happen. That's what happens every single year with the EFF. And Brackenfell, the high school that they went to, it's not the first time in the last two months that they caused a public disruption of any sort. They went to a company called Clicks about two months ago, and they did the same. Vandalism, there was probably looting and why because of a fucking shampoo it doesn't take much <laughs> for them to create a disturbance so that is what the if if is so catch or caught up good uh, just Google the EFF, e- Economic Freedom Fighters. You guys will find a lot of information um, on them. More more than enough to uh, to make your own judgments. Um, and again, it's, 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 it's sad that we, we see this divide. You know, I mean, again, I don't, I don't like saying the things I say. I just, I feel that through my experience, well, not even necessary. I just feel that through my experience, um, this is my conclusion or my my discovery, rather. Um, you know, I, I used to be one of those that didn't care about politics and just, you know, trying to live and stuff like that. But then there came a point where it affected, you know, it affected me. Like I think this is what people don't understand because, like, you know, I've seen a lot of people like, oh, but Joe, you never were political. Now you are on my channel and not that political. Um, I just Evolution, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just cover events and I speak to entertainers. I speak to, I do speak to some politicians. I do speak to, but I speak to other people. I speak to doctors. I speak to professors. I speak to uh, many different uh, people uh, from many different spheres of, of ideological backgrounds and and professions. Um, so it's, I've got a very diverse uh, channel as much as possible. Um, but that's neither here nor there. My, my, my point in this is I've, I've seen how 
people just they get so caught up in in this divide and it's very evident on social media when you step outside it's not that evident you know people are behaving to some degree yeah it's it's the evolution that we we we've gone through at the moment is is worrying to say the least um i think some people will notice it you know it's almost like i remember there <laughs> was when i started to see my friends again it's like you're almost like scared to say anything you know what can i say now like i i are you are you are you a EFF supporter are you a Trump supporter are you a Biden supporter are you a uh ANC supporter DA supporter shit I've seen so much on social media I don't know what to say now but oh, oh uh, yeah so like wearing these masks are like cock eh like that's usually <laughs> <laughs> that's usually what people like that's what breaks the ice you know um and then we're, and then the moment someone says that you're like ah okay so you you're okay cool you 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 also don't like the mask that's awesome you know or you'll find the people that say you know you got to keep the mask on you got to keep the mask on you got to like you know protect ourselves protect our children protect our grandparents you know and again you're you're allowed to to do what you need to do and to do what's right for yourself or what you feel is right for yourself um i don't judge are my speaking flag for yeah Exactly. I look. I, that's how I've always felt. Do what you want to freaking do. Support who you want to freaking support. Right. I have a right, much like you, to call you out on it. To say, hey, have you maybe tried looking at it this way? Have you maybe tried looking at it that way? And you know what? If you don't like what I'm saying, don't be on my social media. Don't be on my channel. It's fine. I can exist without you. and you can exist without me it's not just because you and i are in the same country does not mean you have to listen to me and you have to conform to what i am saying that is the biggest difference between someone like me and the far left because the far left will tell you otherwise no you can't say that storm you have to say it this way or you have to be careful of what you say because people are going to think this they try and make you think a certain way they don't want you to say anything else right for example we can't say master bedroom anymore because it might be offensive to some people that was said that is out there there is a group of people lobbying for for us to change master bedroom because it might be offensive and for those of you who are wondering why it might be offensive well then you're racist i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding but that's what they would say that's what they would say they would honestly say that if you don't understand why it's offensive then you're racist because you don't acknowledge your white privilege even though that person isn't white and if they aren't white then they say well then you're a coon or you're this or you're that and you are racist and you don't know that you're racist that is the racism is a way to get the most support fastest yeah that's why i believe it's used in many cases oh yeah 
that is why the ANC goes. We even we even saw it with Cynical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. President, what do you think about the farm murders? Well, you know, apartheid, uh, apartheid was a bad thing, and now we're seeing it. The result of, yeah, the legacy. Yeah. I genuinely think that 2020, okay, so since the term after Nelson Mandela, uh, and not so much for Thabo Mbeki, but I think it's like reverse apartheid, because can you imagine if there was a policy in economy that was... Uh, W E E white economic empowerment. Oh no, where they lose their shit. Yeah. Now it's just just fine. Just fine. It actually I have new companies going, okay, I need to get BEE. That's one of the first things I need to focus on. Yeah. Even the name. Even the name of the company. Okay, I don't I don't speak Zulu. I'm gonna call my company a name that comes from Zulu. Yeah. And it's not that we have a problem with everybody else that's not from our culture. It's just that the government has resorted to pander towards a specific set of people. Mm-hmm. And what makes it worse is the ANC are very aware that they are playing monopoly to the country because they have so many supporters. When the election comes around, there's a high chance that they're still going to win. Well, I hope not. Um, look, I'll be honest, I didn't vote in the last election, um, and I'm definitely going to vote in this upcoming election. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that a lot of other South Africans will feel the same way. Um, and again, as I say on my show, you know, I don't care who you vote for, just don't vote for the EFF or the ANC. And I and I will continue to say that because both of those parties um, should not be in power. Um, and then people always like to say, oh, it's just, so we should fight, for, we should vote for the DA. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying that. There's so many other parties, so many others. I don't care. Really don't as long as it's not the EFF and the ANC. Really, 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 I really feel that way. Um, Just seeing that the DA is the the best opposition, quote unquote, best opposition. Yeah. He has the most votes. Yeah, it's the second largest uh, opposition party. Uh, After that is the EFF, which should scare you, should scare anyone, knowing that the EFF is the third largest opposing party. Um, Sorry to interrupt you again. In the United States, there are Republicans and Democrats. Do you think there would be a more fair political world in South Africa if South Africa adopted that way of voting, I guess, for legislation? I don't know what's the right term. There's just two parties, Republicans and Democrats. Because right now we have millions of political parties to choose from. And everybody is fighting for the same crown. All right, so 
let me first off correct you. There's three parties in America. There's uh, Republican, Dem Democratic, and Libertarian. Libertarian get very little votes. They've been growing a little bit, but they are like 1%. They're like so small. Um, and there's little pockets of people that believe that they will one day uh, get that in power, maybe one day. Um, but regardless, it is majority, uh, uh, it is majority um, Democrat and Republican. And your question, should South Africa adopt that? In my humblest opinion, no, I think it would be a terrible idea. And here's why. The Republican, or the, sorry, the way the system works in America, first of all, it's a federal system. Second of all, uh, so you have states. Those states govern themselves, and they're run by some extent by higher, you know, the Supreme Court, the Senate, and the president. Uh, it's a system that works for the history that America has gone through. Now, at this given time in, in our history, that system is being attacked, and that system is being uh, ridiculed. And there are people out there that are saying, no, this is a system that doesn't suit the current time. Now, that remains to be debated and that remains to be seen. Um, so what I can say is implementing a system like that in South Africa wouldn't work because you don't have states. You have a far more diverse uh, culture or far more diverse cultures as well. Um, I think South Africa would work under a federal system but um, it would almost need to be catered, much like America was catered for what it was at the time that all these systems are being implemented. Same thing needs to happen for South Africa. Um, there needs to be uh, maybe uh, to some extent a federal system. Uh, you know, everyone feels fair. That system feels fair for everyone. Um, should there be a Senate and a Supreme Court and a president? I don't think so. I think parliament and presidents is fine. Um, should there be less parties? Look, now you're talking about your own constitution, which does allow for many parties. There's no limit to how many parties there can be. Um, everyone should have the right to run for, for presidency or a political party has the right to run for presidency or, or be in power, whatever you want, however you want to say it. Um, so there's no limit to how many parties you can have. I think as someone once told me there's 200 parties in South Africa. I was like, what the frick? And it's like crazy. And only like 15 or 20 of them, the, everyone knows about. Um, so I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I haven't, I, that's one thing I haven't researched yet. But I know that there are a lot of parties. I mean, just in the lockdown, I met a lot of people from different parties, um, you know, to some, like, there's a lot. Um, is that a bad thing? No. What I think is bad is the fact that South Africans have lost faith in the system, and it's, I don't blame them. You know, I, you see, especially in the last election, people lost hope. Like, ah, the ANC is going to win. What's the point? You know, ah, the whole thing's rigged. What's the point? Ah, they'll never get out of power. Ah, don't waste your votes. And I mean, I've had discussions with people on Twitter. So one of the individuals you know. Um, um, Chico, um, who refuses to vote because, you know, he doesn't feel that any of the parties align with him. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, if you feel that way, then so be it. I mean, you know, we can't, I can't force you to vote. You have every right to not vote as well. But it is sad. It is sad that there's not a one party that you can align yourself with in South Africa. 
And there should be. If we have 200 parties, it either shows that you're not researching hard enough about these parties, or the system is failing. The system is not, like, the media definitely doesn't, um, when it comes to election, we're only talking about EFDA and ANC. Maybe COPE, K-Party might feature, um, FF Plus might feature, uh, but for the most part, you know, uh, no one else really really gets mentioned, you know, ZACP doesn't get mentioned, I don't think, um, I don't know, Goethe gets mentioned, um, they seem to be in the, in the public eye quite a bit, but other than that, the other hundred odd or two hundred odd don't, don't get mentioned, and that's a problem, it's a problem in the system, everyone should get mentioned, everyone should have the opportunity, but also funding is a problem, you know, there's a very complicated situation when you have so many parties, I think that also dilutes the markets a bit. And when these parties are struggling to get their name out there and they don't have the funding, you know, that coupled with um, the public losing faith in its own system and its own uh, South African governance, you know, it, it it's almost like, well, why do I want to listen to a new party? You know, the entire, People have lost faith in the whole idea of politicians, let alone parties, you know. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm hearing it more and more from friends I know, from, from people I speak to. Democracy has failed. Let's forget about democracy. We need something else. Some people say we should go back to a monarchy situation. I disagree with that. I don't think that's a good idea. Um, some people say, no, 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 we need to try the federal system because that will work. Okay, maybe. We need to, we, it needs to be implemented somehow, though, federal system of states. So we should try that. Okay. But that's a, that, that's a big, that's a big hill to climb at the moment. Huge. Because there's so many plagues in South Africa that are keeping it from being the beautiful country that it can be. And, um, yeah. So I think any system, whether it be, the American system, or a completely new system, is going to have a tough time being implemented in this country. What I can tell you is the current system is definitely not working. Yeah, the current government finds it hard to fight corruption. How are they going to implement an entire new system? Dude, they're teaching themselves ethics. The government, the corrupt government, is teaching itself how to not be corrupt. <laughs> that, 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 I don't know if that's dumb or genius. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. Being the media asks the government about corruption, and if they find somebody that does corrupt doings, and the spokesperson or like a president says corruption is bad well in your example isn't really great it's like it's like a parent stealing and telling the child not to steal because stealing is bad yeah that's like monkey see monkey do uh actions speak louder than words Exactly. Anyway, exactly. There's one part that we're missing in this podcast.
but still. The evolution of Joe Emilio. Since March 26, right? And I'll ask this because in March 2020, I was a cunt with an opinion. In November 2020, I'm a cunt with an opinion and a podcast. Really. In the last seven months, with what you've created, the Joe Show, uh, links will be in the description. Has it surprised you that any aspect that's happened in the last seven months has actually happened? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that's surprised me, actually. Um, as I said before, like, I, I don't like saying the things I say. You know, everything I said to you, no, I don't, I don't like saying it. I don't, I don't enjoy saying it. I, I really don't. I thought South Africa was... And, and here's the thing, you know, you, you're not going to see it unless you peer behind the curtain. That's the thing, you have to peer behind that curtain. Right now, there's a Wizard of Oz effect. You know, the media is controlling what people see, the government's controlling what people see. People are going to think, oh, my word, conspiracy theory. No, it's true. Why do you think there has been talk about, and I know this because I'm a YouTuber now, uh, there has been um, talk oh, yeah, about... Yeah, played by YouTube. He's a YouTuber, man. Not yet. It's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's talks about the South African government wanting to control what you watch on YouTube. What you watch, uh, I mean... That, do TV license on for your tablets, your PCs, all that stuff, you know, and, and, and that stuff that scares me, you know, the government shouldn't interfere in stuff like that. Um, and it's small things like this that they slowly talk about, and they slowly implement, implement, you know, EWC and all these other things that we think, you know, as, as a public eye, ah, it's never going to happen. Yeah, they talk about it, but it's never going to happen. No, it's happening. It's been gazetted. This stuff should worry you, you know. And again, I don't, I don't like, I don't like saying this stuff. I, 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 I love South Africa. And I, I fell in love with its beauty. I fell in love with its people. You know, one thing about South Africa is very humorous people. You can find the humor in the most awkward times. It's funny. Very funny people. Very kind people. You know, the, the idea of a bride. You know. And, in social gatherings, it doesn't matter where you're from. You know, I can speak to the everyday man that's on, that's that's working his butt off to to anyone in South Africa. Very kind, welcoming people, and that's the South Africa I fell in love with. But unfortunately, what's behind all that, and what people don't want to look at or even accept, is that the ANC is not the saviors they promised they were and that will upset a lot of people and that will probably also cause me to get into more trouble but that is what i've come to realize i would love for anyone to to try and challenge me but i have been challenged and i have had conversations with people who defend the ANC and again I say, if the ANC truly cared about its people, we would not be having electricity problems. 
our state-owned enterprises would not be bankrupt. If anything, they would be flourishing right now. We wouldn't have been in junk, junk status twice. Exactly. So they'll say, oh, but it's apartheid's fault. No, you're just repeating what the ANC is telling you. There is no evidence to support that. And please, if you have it, show it to me. And we'll have a discussion on it. But until then, you're just repeating what the ANC is saying. Situation because of apartheid. People just go like, oh, crap, well, apartheid was shit, so it must be that. No. Absolutely not. I remember when the rent, the dollar was at like seven rent. Yes, I remember when you could buy a beer for like five rent. Remember those days? That's the other thing. Look at look at inflation. Look at it. It's like what? I think I checked yesterday. It was like 15, 16 rand to the dollar now. Where So everything's gone up. Fuck it. You can't even go to the supermarket now and not spend less than two, three hundred rand. We're back in the day, seven years ago. You could go for a hundred rand and buy a lot of crap, like a lot. I think two, three hundred rand. I mean, okay, so milk is like twenty odd rand. Bread is fifteen rand. Um, eggs, depending on the size you get, let's say eighteens. That's about thirty odd. So we're almost fifty. We're almost at fifty bucks just for three items. Those items used to be what fifteen, twenty rand altogether. Maybe 30, depending if you shop at Woolworths. But, I mean, there you go. 50 Rand doesn't get you anything anymore. 100 Rand doesn't get you anything anymore. Ticket prices to see a movie, 160 odd Rand, I think, at some point, in some cinemas, depending on the movie you go see and depending if it's 3D or not. I remember when movie theaters used to be flipping 25 Rand for a ticket, people. 25 Rand. And that's what. Out a discount, not on a Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> and now movies on a Tuesday are more than twenty-five rand. Exactly. There's there's all these little signs, you know, that you start to pick up on, and you wonder, like, one day you wonder, like, she's I used to be able to like feed my family, you know. And then uh, let's get back to the evolution of me. What's happened to me? <laughs> What's happened to me is I was bit. I was bit by the left hard. I lost a gig uh, because of my political views and, and unjust some horrible things. So let's get that out the way. It was unjustly so. So you want to help Joe Emilio with the link to help his fight against hashtag, as they call it, cancel culture. The link is down below, so if you can help him out uh, financially, or even if, if you yeah, can to somebody that can help him, you don't have to help him, you just somebody that can, by all means. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, yeah, thanks to everyone. Yeah, thanks to everybody that wants to help. Uh, you guys in the USA and Britain have it easy because you have a currency that's stronger, so <laughs> helping would cost a little less. And, but anyway, yeah, sorry, disrupted you again. No, it's fine. Thank you for, for mentioning that. Yes, um, I am fighting this thing in court. Um, 
if you want, if any reviewers or listeners want any more information, they can easily find me on social media, Joey Media or my website. You can go to my website, joeymedia.co.za, um, and you'll find all my social links there. And you can, I have a video that explains exactly what happened to me. I'm not going to talk about it any more than that. But since that incident, I pretty much was a man with nothing to lose. So I started becoming more opinionated. I started voicing my opinions. And you know what? I feel I'm better for it because I would rather have people like me for what and who I am instead of the person that they or people or the mainstream media want me to be. I'm not going to pander to this racism bullshit they're trying to put out there. I'm not. It's not me. It's not what I am. I see right through it. And I will call it out like I did today. You know, it wasn't easy for me to say, you know what, bracket for community, you guys aren't looking good. To get, you're, you're not looking good in this situation. That wasn't easy for me to say, but it's the truth. And I look for the truth. And some people will say, y'all, but your truth is biased and your truth isn't actually the truth and blah, blah, blah. Well, with the information that I have been given and I have seen and I have researched, with that information that has been presented to me, this, these are the conclusions I can make. I mean, let's take a good example of the elections, the U.S. elections. There's a lot of information, a lot of misinformation. I don't know what to say about it. I'll be honest. I don't know. That's my honest feeling. I cannot tell you if there is fraud. I cannot tell you if there isn't fraud. I cannot tell you if Biden really did win or if Trump is winning. I cannot say that. Yeah. I can't say that because there's information out there that, that is true that there was a time when the media called it early and they had to re- base on the basis of that alone. I'm like, okay, then it's, it's not over. I'm sorry. It's not. We have to wait a month. We have to wait maybe two months. But for whatever reason, we need to wait until that final, final call when the states have validated the votes. That's when we can make them. Until then, it's a, it's a fucking shit show. That's what it is. Um, and that's all I can say. I'm not saying that there is fraud. I'm not saying that there isn't. Whatever is at play now needs to play out. And then we can decide. That That is how I look at things. That is how I'm looking at it right now. Despite my political stance on America. That is how, because I'm looking for the truth. And the truth right now is being blurred heavily. Very, very heavily. Because there's so many people on opposite sides saying so many different things. That's not enough for me to make a conclusion. I want all the information. Same with farm tech, same with farm murders. I get all the information. I look at both sides. I I watch, you know, I'm so dedicated to this BS that I watch Julius Malema, his entire speeches, okay, which you can find on EFF YouTube, by the way, in case you didn't know, where they put his speeches in full. And I do that because I don't trust the mainstream media because they do take small clips and then they create their own thing. When you watch Julius in his entirety, in his entire speech, go watch and then tell me you're not scared. Tell me that you're not worried about this country. Because some of the stuff he says should not be tolerated or accepted. It's not just about what the media is showing you. And I am so dedicated to making sure that I have both sides of the story because the media will come out and say, oh, Julius said this. And then there's a small clip of it. I'm like, okay, cool. I need to watch the entire speech. What was he trying to say? Oh, wow. Okay, well, at least the media called it right. When you watch the entire speech, they called it right. But then you're like, oh, crap. Like, what? What? There's so much else that the media didn't cover, though. 
there's so much else that the media didn't say. And then I make my little videos and people think I'm biased and all this stuff, but I'm not the one saying this crap. I'm not the one saying this. This is all stuff that people say. This is all stuff that people think. And, 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 and the left, the radical left, the mainstream media has made people scared. I'll give you another good example. It's happened now on your podcast where you said, um, you said something about apartheid not too long ago. I'm trying to remember it now. Um, you, you, you mentioned, ah, oh, sorry, it's, it's escaping me now, but you mentioned apartheid. That's fine. Say that again. That's fine. I barely remember how I started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned apartheid earlier and, and you said something about it. You gave your opinion about apartheid and stuff like that. And, and you're also uh, talking about Cyril and, and the economy and how he's blaming apartheid and stuff like that. And oh, yeah, yeah. it was something during that you said something in a certain way and you, you, you mentioned it and stuff like that. And I was thinking to myself, you see, I can't say that. It was a sentence you said. And I was like, I can't say that. You can say it because you're South African. You've been here your whole life. You're, you're colored. You know, you can God, say let, that. Let's <laughs> not blur the lines. I can say that because I'm a cunt. Not that. <laughs> Perhaps, yes. And that's how the left would label you as well. But... Um, oh, please do so. I want to see that deadline. <laughs> I want to see that deadline in the media. Or um, the word. <laughs> but... You can say some of this stuff because I, and I remember thinking to myself, oh, thank goodness, Storm, you said it. Because um, if I was to say it, you know, it would be like, who's this American idiot, blah, 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 forgetting the fact that I am South African and all this stuff. Well, why do you have an opinion? I've had people say that to me. Joe, you have no right to have an opinion here. Screw you. Of course I have a right. I have every right. I live here. I work in this country. All right? I am South African. I have every right to say whatever the hell I feel should be said. Yes, call me out on it, but don't tell me that I don't have a right to have an opinion. Guess what that is? That is communist way of thinking. Do not speak unless you are spoken to, and if you do speak, you speak like us. That is what their rhetoric is. And I will not stand for it. And I will not support it. You can have your little socialist little groups and all that stuff. I want a better South Africa, and the direction is going in now is not better. If anything, it is worse, and we're headed in the same way as Zimbabwe. And people need to understand that. And let me say this again. I don't talk about this crap on stage. I want to make that very clear. I talk about this on YouTube. It's a little bit more about me and Joe Emilio, the way he thinks. That's what I talk about on YouTube. And I get other people to give their opinion to back up some of the things that I speak about and some of the things that where I've gotten some of this information from. But I also speak to entertainers and we have a lot of fun. On stage, I try and make people laugh. I talk about my experiences being here in South Africa. I, I, I do not speak about politics on the stage when I perform. And I want to make that very clear. And it's not because I'm scared to. It's not because um, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucky political comedian as I don't want to be a Conrad Koch, number one. And number two, um, it's just not what I started with as a comedian. And it's not something that I feel I should talk about on in my stand-up because the YouTube channel is is sufficient enough. 
I have a right as an artist to talk about whatever it is I want to talk about on stage and I want to entertain people. I want to give them I want to give them a moment away from reality. That is my job. That is what I do on the stage. You can ridicule me for that all you like, but that is what I'm going to keep on doing. And you know what? Joe Rogan does the same thing. I'm not saying that I'm him. I'm not saying that I'm as good as him or anything like that. But I'm saying he does the same. He talks about politics on his podcast and other things and ideologies and all that other stuff. And then on his stand-up comedy, he talks about other shit. He makes fun of everyday things. It's exactly what I do. I have a lot of fun. I'm even more chill than, than him, to be honest. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so I just want to make that clear. I want to make it clear that I might say all these things, but it's not because I dislike South Africa or I'm a racist as some would claim. I'm definitely not. If anything, I care about my fellow men so much. It's why I say the things I say, because the more that people don't say these things, the more that people are just going to follow in line and be sheepish or sheeple, whatever the term is. And that is a problem. There is a strong attack against individual way of thinking and critical thinking. It doesn't exist anymore. And there's a big pushback on it. We want you to follow what we say. We want you to fall in line. And I say, no. We as the people have the right to choose who is in power. We still have that right. And we better take advantage of it while we still can. I do believe that the ANC have failed. And I do believe that there's a lot of South Africans out there that feel the same way I do. One of them. There you go. And not that I'm patriotic. And by the <laughs> way, Chico, we're still waiting on that paper. <laughs> uh, two more things as we wrap up the podcast. You will see on the right of Joe's background that is not NBC. He's not a fan of NBC. I know that logo might look in, like NBC. For YouTube perspective, that's probably left. What I see as right is probably left. And on his mic, that is Joe Emilio, not Joe Exotic. Uh, now, nothing that we should speak about is Joe Emilio presents Crossing Borders in December. Oh, yes. You've waited a long time for this. Yes. Um, it is my one-man show that I've been working on for since the beginning of my career. It's the first one-man show that I'm going to do, and it's going to be filmed on TV, or for TV, sorry. Um, I don't know what channel it's going to be on yet, I don't know. But uh, that's up to the uh, producers to find out where it goes. But it's being filmed, and it will be sold to a network. Um, and again, my stand-up comedy is not political, it's fun, it's... Uh, just me making fun of myself, experiencing the South African culture and falling in love with it as well. Um, so that's what it's basically all about. And uh, yeah, come check it out on the 18th of December at Raptor Room in Cape Town. Uh, tickets are available on Quicket, only on Quicket, and they're selling fast. I'm not making that up. Um, I'm quite pleased with the amount of support I have. People flying down all the way from Joburg, which I blew my mind away, um, and just to come see me and support me, which is I'm 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 just blown away by by the support 
that some of the people are, are giving. So I thank everyone that bought tickets. So thus far, it is a small uh, venue, even smaller because of uh, because of social distancing. There's only 60 tickets available, 60, six, zero. Um, and already 20 have been sold. So that's a oh, okay. quarter of, uh, of, of the venue. Now it doesn't sound like a lot, but again, 60 tickets, you know, that's, going it's going quick um and i think there's more to be sold still i'm still i know there's a few people that are still gonna buy so for those of you that are interested please come support i am a nice guy i know i spoke a lot of <laughs> I, I know yeah i'm not gonna spew all this stuff when we meet and all that stuff I, there's a time and place for it <laughs> And uh, Storm was, was gracious enough to have me on his podcast to talk about this topic. So that was the topic. That's what we spoke about. But don't worry. My, I'm not going to be like a Julius uh, on yeah, the stage and me. say, I you know. I corrupted him. <laughs> no, so, nice guy from the USA. And then he met Then he met Nicole Kunika. And then he met Yeah, everything changed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know what? Come to my show. Come watch me. Come meet me. Judge for yourself, or see me on the on my YouTube channel. Judge for yourself. Uh, if you like me, awesome. If you don't, that's okay. But if you like me, at least you like me for what and who I am, and not what and who other people want me to be. And if you need more reason, because you guys love me, and stayed on the podcast for ninety plus minutes. Buy a ticket because I will, and I'll back that up by putting it on social media later. So, oh, thank you so much, man. So the links are down below, and make sure that I'm not the liar, please, somebody, because I don't have a babysitter. I'll make uh, sure. I had a baby. <laughs> I I had a babysitter once, and then lockdown happened. <laughs> also. People in Britain, uh, tickets are 100 bucks. So look at the currency, that's about five pounds. And I know that you recently got put into another lockdown. Find a way out of it. I'm sure you can find a jet somewhere and come down to South Africa. You know, we don't have a lockdown, so you can come <laughs> down here. <laughs> and uh, I promise we don't eat bats either. <laughs> Yeah, well, the Chinese had their way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a Chinatown, so just be careful. <laughs> oh, man. Am I your, am I your first uh, yeah. guest when it comes to this? Yeah. Okay. I don't think your channel's going to last long. I'm just saying. <laughs> Good thing I created two. <laughs> Don't worry, Jim. I'll be with you on the band bandwagon soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you think uh, we've covered everything that you wanted to speak about? In this? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, I think. Look, I, I've spoken. I think enough about the questions you had. Um, again, if people want to know more about me. Just come to my channel. Follow me wherever you can. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be me. I'm always going to call it how I see it. You either love me or you hate me kind of vibe. 
but I mean, I am really a nice guy. Um, you know, I just, I live by the principle of treat those how you want to be treated, respect your elders, respect your fellow man, and don't be a to us. That's it. That's how I live my life. Like, really. And, and like, full disclosure to everybody, you know why I jo- love Joe Emilio? Because I got bored with South African accents. Yeah, I love South African accents. <laughs> I, I, I needed some variety. And then I met Joe. Well, as close to meeting people that we can get in 2020. Uh, <laughs> then I thought, okay, cool. I have some variety. So, thank you. That's, thank you. that's very nice of you. <laughs> Yeah, your accent could win every survivor ever. <laughs> and on that note, Joe, thank you for being the first. Thank you for being the first one on this podcast focused on the evolution of humanity. And by the way, we've spoken about some things today. It will probably be the last one too. <laughs> This has been and the thank first you, podcast, and this is how we do. There is no me without you. Cheers. <laughs>